Hi, it's the Jim Meskimen Podcast. I'm Jim Meskimen podcasting right now, and it's uh, uh, this is my second podcast, and I was getting myself all, all set up to sit down and, and really relax, and, uh, and then I thought, well, no, I'll just stand and do it like I do everything else, just standing. I'm, I'm one of the voice actors that, uh, that likes to stand. I, I, I guess that's because the first job I had uh, working on... Uh, Working with Rankin Bass when I I did this uh, long, long forgotten cartoon series called the Comic Strip, and everybody stood except for Larry Kenny, the famous voice of uh, Lionel, who was also working on our show, who would lay down because he would get up at like 4 a.m. and come in from New Jersey or upstate New York or whatever on the train and go to the the Don Imus show, <laughs> and he would do the morning show, which I never even heard. I just heard him talking about it, and. Uh, and then he would probably be done by about nine o'clock or nine thirty, and then he would, we would have our session. I don't remember what time it was, but whenever he wasn't talking and being a superhero, he was laying down on, on the carpeting and going to sleep. Uh, I'll never forget that. And and you know, only occasionally did we have to stop because of Larry. Larry, what what is it? Just you're a little loud. But um, anyway, so that explains. Uh, Absolutely nothing to you because it's radio, and what do you care? Or it's po- it's podcastio. What do you care? Uh, if I'm standing or sitting or naked or clothed, I happen to be wearing a very nice three-piece suit, which I put on just for this, and a new wig, so I look really sharp. Uh, anyway, so this was a wild weekend. This was uh, the weekend I had uh, unexpectedly and unanticipatedly and not really intentionally a new viral video hit. I guess it. I guess it's a hit. I don't know. Over 300,000 views in two days or three days. I think it, I put up a tribute to Robin Williams, uh, which was a lot of the subject of my last podcast. You know, it just continues to bang around in my universe that this man was uh, tremendously beloved and what he represented was tremendously valuable to people. So, um, and, and, I've gotten over 2,000 comments already from people, and they're pretty uniform. I haven't gotten any stinkers except for maybe one or two. And I got some thumbs down, of course, but that's that's to be expected. But um, the comments have all been so warm, and everybody, you know, it's like it, everyone has a personal relationship with Robin Williams. Uh, honestly, I just did it uh, because I felt it needed to be said, and I felt like I knew how to say it and that I was in a special position to kind of bring that off. And um, so I'm grateful. You know, I'm grateful that people liked it. I'm glad they liked the poem, that it turned out good, and I worked very hard on it. I mean, hard hard work and writing poems, I guess they don't really go together. Hard work is when you take the engine out of a Camaro. Uh, but hard work is not reading a poem over and over again and figuring out that you used the wrong word or you the meter's wrong. I'm always counting out of my... Honestly, I use my hands to count out. Uh, not marching now in fields of thrash and mean. You know, I've got my fingers flying as I try to work out the syllables, and this one goes up, and then then I read it 10 more times. I go, oh, no, that's that's 17 syllables, and the last line was 10. So I fooled myself again and again. It's really interesting. Anyway, I've loved to write uh, poems all my life at odd times, though. Uh, I wrote the last really big poem where I put any effort into it, I think, was for my wife to try to express how much I loved her uh, on our anniversary or something. And uh, 
don't know, I like it. And my father was a great reader of poetry. Uh, and when we would go over to his house, my sister Ellen and I would uh, would be the audience, and my dad would read all kinds of poems way over our head, way over our head. But, you know, even if you don't know what's being said, you kind of get into the rhythm. It would be like listening to music and not understanding Sibelius or Chopin. You know, you'd... Uh, you get a grip on the rhythm of it, and there's something beautiful about the words and certain phrases. So I've had an appreciation, although I don't seek out poetry particularly. I, I, you know, these days, uh, luckily, poetry is so wrapped up in music and songs. Uh, but when you hear someone just whip out some poetry, like, well, I do like to whip out the Shakespeare. And I, we went, we went and saw Christopher Plummer's one-man show uh, at the Amundsen earlier this year, which was extraordinary. And he, he's slung around a lot of great words and a lot of great poetry and you realize gosh there's just a wonderful great channel of of expression so i do dig poetry and I, i'm glad that um it just seemed fitting too to do something sort of formal to honor robin williams so anyway that was my big weekend was uh and i you know i'm like a little kid i guess when you get a viral video and i've had several it's very exciting when the numbers go up. I imagine it's what the guys that play the stock market, they get really excited and they see the numbers go up. And that means, you know, more money or they'll be able to lord it over somebody. And that's what I'm after. I'm trying to lord it over everybody, you know. And then this is going to give me some great fodder for that. So uh, this is your lord speaking. <laughs> anyway, uh, we got a Another big week coming. I hope to have a new video out soon that uh, is uh, of a live event I did last weekend where I got to do Singing in the Rain in um, a lot of celebrity voices. I'm just going to keep doing this celebrity voice thing. Uh, it's it's clear to me that people appreciate it and they like it a lot. And uh, I've been thinking a lot about it lately. I think about it all the time because it has it's like a, a puzzle for me. Uh, how to how to make this this career really reach the most people and please the most people and be uplifting and somehow make a difference, then that's, that's the, perhaps the toughest part. Because, all right, Robin Williams, you can say, this man made a difference. And I can tell from the outpouring of comments and, 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 and gratitude and, and sweet, sweet words that people are sending to me, and I'm just a deputy. You know, I'm just like, I'm way down the food chain. I'm, like I said before, I think I'm, you know, sub, 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 contractor in the Robin Williams world of magic and I'm getting this spillover of of wow you know this guy really meant a lot to me so I'm making friends off of another person's the affinity that they created so um, so I'm trying to figure out a way for me as an artist to always reach people with something that they need and want and deserve and, and, and feel as valuable I don't care if they deserve it I mean, everybody deserves it everybody deserves to feel better I believe that so it's kind of interesting, too, that I was not even going to be around uh, this time of year. We were supposed to go to Edinburgh, and, uh, and then there were just too many, too many things that came up, and I wasn't sure how we were going to pay for everything, frankly. I mean, you know, it's, it's great to say, well, we'll go to England, for, and then we'll go to Edinburgh. And then, you know, well, that's, what, two, three weeks, and then not working and <laughs> missing out on opportunities. And It would have been lovely, though. I really wanted to see... Uh, several friends of mine that are out there in shows. Christina Bianco um, is in a show. I'm sure she's just kicking butt out there. She's an amazing performer. I'm just so delighted that we've got to know each other. 
uh, through the Impression Guys. And wait till you see her in season two. Uh, the Impression Guys, by the way, will start airing new episodes sometime in October. I, I tentatively have heard October 14th, and I hope that's true. I can't wait. I think that the shows are going to really be terrific. And we had some very talented people. Uh, my friend Ann Archer is also in a show out there about uh, Jane Fonda, which I contributed a voice for, a couple of voices, uh, for because she's doing it about Hanoi Jane, you know, and she Hanoi Jane confronts a bunch of American military guys years after the fact who have a beef, and it's a very good play written by Terry Jastrow, and uh, I provided some of the uh, recordings of, like, faux Watergate tapes and other things, and which I uh, was uniquely suited to do, having listened to quite a lot of that material. And I was in the cast of Frost Nixon, so uh, I actually contributed uh, some Watergate tape stuff for that, which is very quiet in the, in the background. But that was the day I got to... Uh, I was already part of the cast. I worked for about, I don't know, three weeks or a month on the on the movie, directed by Ron Howard, my great friend. And um, uh, so I, I was working on the show, but I really didn't have any lines. I, I It was a pretty much... A, a nice a nice thing he did to, to put me in the movie. I think another actor dropped out or something, and I got to go in, but that's fine. And I got to see Frank Langella. Well, actually, I just saw Nixon. I never saw Frank Langella. I look forward to meeting Frank Langella, but I never really did because he was in character about 150%. And so he was just Nixon all the way. Nixon, the, Nixon's the one. He was tricky, Dick, uh, every day. His Nixon was different. His was more like this. He did a kind of Frank Langella Nixon which I assume he created on stage when he when he did the, the Broadway play. Uh, the, uh, the Nixon that I'm used to hearing, and perhaps we all remember with uh, uh, not exactly affection, but certainly with familiarity, is this Nixon that seemed to be trying to talk like Gregory Peck. He desperately wanted to be Gregory Peck, and so he altered his cadence to sound just a little bit more sexy and sophisticated and... Have people not look at his sweaty upper lip, which was impossible, because it was like a beacon. Mr. President, your your upper lip is not like a beacon. It is, Henry. It is like a beacon. Don't don't bother to try to... Don't sweep us under the carpet. I don't mean to sweep us under the carpet, Mr. President. <laughs> Actually, it sounded a bit like Arnold there. I was, I'm out of... Anyway, that shows my age, I think. But I had those recordings in my head, and so I brought them to the fore. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, yes, Edinburgh. So I'm dying to get to Edinburgh. I have a feeling it's going to be a really great and all-encompassing experience, but I just want to have enough money in the bank that I, I'm not sweating while I'm there or, or, or having to steal because, that, you know, those Scottish jails, we've heard those stories, you know, haggis three times a day. Anyway, uh, I love England. I love going to England. I'll go on the drop of a hat. I may be going in October, I hope so, to do some performing for my church. And uh, I love to go to Cornwall out there. And uh, one of my favorite shows is Doc Martin. Have you seen Doc Martin on PBS or BBC TV? Uh, gosh, that's a great show. And that takes place right in Cornwall where I've been, and it's lovely. Anyway, the summertime makes you think about traveling and traveling and getting out and meeting people and seeing the people that you haven't seen since since early in the year. So uh, I start to think about Garrison Keillor and uh, about the many, the many uh, sentiments that he expresses. Anyway, uh, I say anyway a lot, I have a feeling. I may have to develop an app that removes the anyways from my podcast. But uh, you've been very patient so far, so I would like to play you another 
a little uh, improvised bit by my good friend Tate Rupert and I. Um, And it goes a little something like this. He's been called one of the great innovators in community theater. I'm here with Niles Tuski. Niles has uh, just launched something which is really amazing, which he calls Overpass Theater. He's currently launching a production of Long Day's Journey into Night in a way that has never been done before. Welcome, Niles. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. This is a, an amazing project. You ha- are actually presenting the entire Eugene O'Neill play. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, on a series of overpasses on the 10 freeway. That is right. That's right. We are doing it on the 10 freeway. Uh, We're beginning it in San Bernardino, California, Mm -hmm. and it will be continued all the way through uh, east, heading east. Uh, We don't know exactly what overpass it will end on Mm -hmm. uh, because we're still still in tryouts. So you're still... On the road, as we're it were. on the road. That's right. Uh, well, it's amazing. Now you've you've so you've positioned actors, as I understand it, on the overpass of mm-hmm. these this major highway, so that uh, you're actually bringing this theatrical work to uh, motorists. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are presenting uh, the entire. If should a traveler take a trip all the way from San Bernardino uh, to somewhere in Nebraska, they would get the whole flavor of Long Day's Journey into Night. And I, of course, you 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 don't really have sets. You uh, you don't even have uh, the dialogue that can be heard. You're holding up your actors are are holding up banners and placards and things That's along right. the way. Is that right? And it's a marvelous, heartfelt scene. Uh, what would a driver put us in the position of a driver who is uh, tooling along and looks up at the overpass? Uh, how does he know, first of all, that he's that he's witnessing a, a work of theater? That's a very good point. And what we're trying to present to them is uh, they're going to be in period costume. And uh, so people dressed in period costume, carrying placards that are four by eight. Mm. With, large. Uh, Those are very large Very, placards. very large. Mm. Very, very large. Made, but, but we are using uh, compounds uh, that the surfboard industry uses, the very lightweight. Oh. And uh, they're dry erase. Mm. Uh, so that right there, people will be stunned at. And this see. is this is only for westbound, or is it westbound and eastbound? Thank you for asking about that. Yes, uh, Acts one and two will be eastbound. Mm-hmm. Uh, Act three and four westbound. Hmm. Let me ask you about these period costumes. These uh, are, are have you had to order uh, hundreds of period costumes because you have many many actors portraying these these people along the route, these characters. Yes. The Highway Safety Division, uh, we coordinated with them. Uh, We have a wonderful costume designer, and now they are period pieces, but they're highly reflective. You've been in uh, now in previews for a while, and how uh, have you get have you gotten any reaction from motorists at all? And and how do they even let you know that they're enjoying the show? The only way for us to know how previews are going is uh, there's no reviews being written right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have invited several theater critics, noted theater critics throughout the Midwest to please drive past this production and write about it. We've not seen anything in the press so far. However, we have uh, been in contact with the Department of Motor Safety and speeding tickets have gone drastically down. We can only take from that that people are slowing down to, to watch. And do they ever honk their horns or make any other indication that they're enjoying lots, the show? Lots of honking horns and uh, lots of gestures through windows. 
and uh, lots of shouted words. And uh, that could only mean one thing, that the theater is alive and well That's in the really overpasses in America. Well, this is a wonderful project. And uh, you, you, you said you don't know where it's all going to end up, uh, possibly in Nebraska, possibly farther. Yes, we don't know. It's a long play. It's a very, very long play, and we hope that this turns out uh, well. We'd like to do the, the complete works of Eugene O'Neill because it lends itself very much to the outdoor uh, motorist. Mm. Well, we wish you a lot of luck with that. Thank you very much for having me on your program. Hope you enjoyed that. That was my great friend, improviser Tate Rupert, and you'll hear from him again. Music, by the way, by the great Jeff Levin, uh, wonderful composer, jefflevinmusic.com, I believe, or jefflevin.com, one of those two. You'll find him. And he does uh, all the music that I use in my podcast, so check him out. Big shout-out to Chick Corea, my friend Chick Corea. I went and saw him. My wife and I saw him on Friday night at Catalina's in Los Angeles. He's on his way to South America right now, or maybe he's there. Hopefully hopefully he's there. Uh, he's got a new band called The Vigil, or perhaps it's just Vigil. Anyway, Vigil, Vigil, and uh, sensational musicians, jazz. If you like jazz, it doesn't get any better than this. They are the best. And uh, Chick is a dear, dear friend, an amazing artist. I want to be just like him when I grow up. Uh, you know, he just takes 88 keys and and then also the strings inside the piano and does something extraordinary. I mean, he beats on the strings and he plucks them and he thwacks them with things and he strums them like a, like a ukulele. And he, he, he is a master at this machine. And uh, gosh, if I could, you know, you just think that's what I'd like to do. That's that's the greatest thing to give an audience right there. That kind of jazz music. The drummer is incredible. Uh, he's got another percussionist, bass player is sensational, and a guitar player who's out of this world. So I don't know any of their names, but I just screamed like a monkey after every one of their long songs. You know, they did. They, they performed for, I don't know, t- two hours? Played four songs? <laughs> Seemed like every song was a half an hour long, but it, it was more like a 30-second song. It's like, oh, it's over? It's so incredible. Anyway, I'm a big, uh, big fan of Chicks. And you can pick up, I've been listening to the CD, uh, Portraits. It's a new CD where he is improvising alone on uh, various themes. Two CD set, Portraits by Chick Corea. Man, run, don't walk. Go out and get it or go out and get the Amazon drone to drop it down your chimney. It is sensational. Anyway, thanks a lot for listening. This is my second podcast. I'm still sort of just feeling my way around here. If there's anything in particular that you would like me to address or talk about, Please keep it to yourself. Uh, I'm kind of busy here. Uh, no, uh, drop me a line or, or whatever. You can always go and reach me at uh, jimmeskimen.com. That's not too hard to figure out. You can follow me at, at Jim Ross Meskimen on Twitter, and I've got a Facebook page and uh, all that junk. So uh, in the meantime, be well, keep the faith, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. <laughs>